I think you have something inside of you that is worth a great deal. Welcome to Educate This. My name is Nate Hammond and this is the podcast for educators, teachers, coaches, mentors, trainers, guides and well, students, which should be all of us. We learn to teach and we teach to learn. Educate This is thankful to be sponsored by training provider and TAE experts, Qualify Now. Check them out at qualifynow.com.au for all of your TAE questions and needs. All right, let's level up. Whew. Okay, I'm really excited about today's episode because uh, I love my movies and I'm sure many of you do as well. And I started thinking about what some of the best inspirational educator films were that were out there. I thought about making a top 10 list and putting that up as an episode, but I started to get bogged down in the analytics of it all and um, it started to weigh a little bit heavy. And so I thought I'd just draw out three of them and pull out three lessons, um, a lesson from each of them. As chance would have it, they've all come from the late 80s. I guess there was a host of inspirational educator films that came through the, I guess, the mid to mid 80s to mid 90s. And like that was also a time when I was transitioning from primary school to high school. So perhaps they're the ones that are most firmly imprinted on my mind. I'll start with the first one, Lean on Me, 1989. The teacher was played by Morgan Freeman. Or in this case, it was a principal or ex-teacher. Uh, as I said, you know, the late 80s, early 90s was truly a great time for these sort of films. And there were plenty in competition, but Lean On Me stood shoulder to shoulder with the best and I would say was in running for the ducks. This one is about a tough love educator. And the Lord said, Joe, uh-huh. you know damn good. Uh-huh. No, no, I mean this. More than you realize. You're no earthly good at all unless you take this opportunity and do whatever you have to. And he didn't say, Joe, be polite. Do whatever you have to to transform and transmogrify this school into a special place where the hearts and souls and minds of the young can rise, where they can grow tall and blossom out from under the shadows of the past. I remember talking to a principal of a low socioeconomic demographic high school in my area, which has come along in leaps and bounds academically, behaviorally, and in other markets since he took over about a decade ago. He told me that after his first day on the job, he was nearly broken. He went home exhausted and he slumped on the couch. There were fights. There were kids telling him to F off because he wasn't going to last long anyway. Exhaustedly, he spoke to his wife and she said to him, you have got three options. The first one, just quit. Second, go in, keep your nose down, just ride it out. Ride it out until you're transferred or you get a better offer. Or three, go back in there carrying a big stick. He said, metaphorically, I took the big stick approach. I showed tough love, but I made sure it came with respect and lenience for the things that didn't matter. A kid wearing a non-regulation hat? Well, in this area, who cares? A kid disrespect a teacher or a fellow student? Get in my office, I'm about to lay down the law. Morgan Freeman 
played Joe Clark, a techno-crap ex-teacher who was brought in by a school superintendent to take on the role of principal in the worst school in New Jersey. Well, Joe immediately set himself up as an unlikable guy. Um, like the local principal I mentioned, who is far from an unlikable guy, he's very likable actually, uh, but he started with the big picture issues. Drugs, gangs, get the hell out of here, I run the school now. He did this with passion, and the passion came because he had vision. It wasn't pride. It wasn't delusions of grandeur. It wasn't power tripping. He had a vision. He wanted to make the school a better place for the students and for the wider community. He realized that the school was a part of community and what happened at the school resonated outwards through the wider community. So the lesson, strong leadership requires a strong vision. The leader, which in this case was the principal, needed to sell his vision in order to get others on board. Many are averse to change, especially if it pushes them out of a comfortable couch groove existence. There can be pushback when bold leadership steps onto the scene, but the quicker the leader can show and prove respect, the quicker they will get it in return with vital support. See, us educators, we are not just classroom leaders. We are leaders and builders of leaders for the community beyond the classroom. Movie number two, Stand and Deliver, 1988. This one, as many of you may know, is based on a true story. Directed by Ramon Menendez, Stand and Deliver is a 1988 drama that tells the story of Jamie Escalante. Jamie Escalante is played by Edward James Olmos. And Jamie was a science whiz. He gave up a well-paying and upward-moving career in electronics to teach math at a low socioeconomic East LA barrio school called Garfield High. A barrio is basically a neighborhood or quarter where Spanish is a predominant language and Latin is a predominant culture. In 2011, the film was deemed culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant by the Library of Congress, and it was selected for preservation in the United States National Film Registry. Almost was also nominated for Academy Award for Best Actor at the 61st Academy Awards, and I'd say he would have been a worthy winner, but that was taken out by Dustin Hoffman for his Rayman character, Raymond Babbitt. Stand and Deliver is a super inspiring true story. It feels almost too good to be true. Edward James almost performed with great energy and did justice to the story of Escalante, who motivated through unorthodox techniques a group of Latino students who were dragging academically, and he turned them into high-achieving performers. A young Lou Diamond Phillips plays one of the lead troublemaker students, Angel. The story goes that the change in the kids was so incredible, so dramatic, that the SAT board didn't believe it could have happened and accused the teacher and students of cheating on their tests. Now, there is more to tell from that part of the story alone, but suffice to say the students repeated their exams and proved themselves by acing the testing the second time, even under heavy scrutiny. This is a beautiful film telling a beautiful story of underdog triumph and how the power of one person's attitude, one educator's attitude and energy can transform lives. The lesson, expectations matter. There will be no free rides, no excuses. You already have two strikes against you. There are some people in this world who will assume that you know less than you do because of your name and your complexion. But math is the great equalizer. When you go for a job, the person giving you that job will not want to hear your problems and neither do I. 
You're going to work harder than you ever worked before. And the only thing I ask from you is ganas, desire, haircut. If you don't have the ganas, I will give it to you because I'm an expert. See, the head of the maths department in this film had low expectations set for the teens. And until Escalante came along, those expectations were being met. High or low expectations are both self-fulfilling prophecies. High expectations can feel like a demotivator to some, particularly during a learning curve. But if high expectations are coupled with high level support, the student can push through the pain. Imagine if a personal trainer set low expectations for a client who wanted to get into shape. Imagine a house builder told his apprentice to aim for birdhouses rather than the mansions. Very rarely is the hill to climb a constant smooth walk. There will be dips, there will be falls. But our outwardly displayed confidence that a student can do it is crucial. Even if we are not feeling it, even if we are doubting it, if we're doubting ourselves, we're doubting the student, we can't show that. Until a student becomes independently confident, a teacher's confidence can help support them and stop them from giving up. The critical reason that confidence is a must is because without it, students will avoid anything challenging and they will not progress. Movie number three, Dead Poets Society, 1989. Oh, Robin Williams, R.I.P. Oh, Captain, My Captain has become such an iconic scene that it is now the stuff of parodies. That's how you know you've made something memorable. Directed by Peter Weir, who hasn't done much lately, but has a slew of awesome films, including Gallipoli, Master and Commander, The Truman Show. This Best Picture nominee is a high benchmark for inspirational movies about educators. Robin Williams starred as John Keating, a prep school English teacher who stirred the hearts and minds of his students with his passion for literature. Unlike the barrio-raised kids from Stand and Deliver, these kids were from well-to-do families. But they had their own mental battles that their inspirational teacher helped them to rise above. These kids led dictated lives. Every choice was not theirs to consider. From the path they had taken to that point to what was expected of their future. Keating encouraged them. Boys, you must strive to find your own voice because the longer you wait to begin, the less likely you are to find it at all. Thoreau said, most men lead lives of quiet desperation. Don't be resigned to that. Break out. Set in the conformity-loving 1950s, where status quo was all the rage, Keating was able to break the lockstep monotony of his students and get them to discover and embrace their true colours. There is a great scene where Ethan Hawke's character hasn't done his assignment of writing and sharing poetry. Keating knows this kid and this type of kid and understands that it is his reservations, his fear of looking stupid, his lack of self-belief, his lack of belief in his own imagination that is holding him back. So he forces him to the front of the class to create poetry on the spot. I, I didn't do it. I didn't write a poem. Mr. Anderson thinks that everything inside of him is worthless and embarrassing. Isn't that right, Todd? And that's your worst fear. Well, I think you're wrong. I think you have something inside of you that is worth a great deal. Picture of Uncle Walt up there. What does he remind you of? Don't think. Answer. Go on. A, a, a madman. What kind of madman? Well, think about it. Just answer again. A crazy man. No, oh, you can do better than that. Free up your mind. Use your imagination. Say the first thing that pops into your head, even if it's total gibberish. Go on. Uh, uh, a sweaty tooth madman. Good God, boy. There's a poet in you after all. There. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. Close them. Now, describe what you see. 
I, I close my eyes. Yes. Uh, and this image floats beside me. The sweaty tooth madman. The sweaty tooth madman with a stare that pounds my brain. Oh, that's excellent. Now give him action. Make him do something. His hands reach out and choke me. That's wonderful. Wonderful. And all the time he's mumbling. What's he mumbling? Uh, mumbling truth. Yeah, yeah. Truth like like a blanket that always leaves your feet cold. Forget them, forget them. Stay with the blanket. Tell me about that blanket. You, 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 you push it, stretch it, it'll never be enough. You kick at it, beat it, it'll never cover any of us. From the moment we enter crying to, to the moment we leave dying, it'll just cover your face as you wail and cry and scream. Yeah. Don't you forget this. Lesson number three. To encourage fearless learning, we must become fearless educators. Sometimes all a student needs to fly is for someone to push them over the edge. It's not about encouraging loss of inhibitory control. There will always be those students who will run and jump off a cliff before they're ready. It's about encouraging those students who are holding back their potential. Why do they hold back? Individually, these are all points we can cover in future episodes, but in a nutshell, as multiple studies have shown, these are some of the main reasons why students or anybody, really, any of us, Keep potential bottled up. Fear of failure. Fear of looking stupid. Fear of humiliation. Fear of society's criticism. Fear of the unknown. Fear of inadequacy. Fear. Fear is what keeps potential incarcerated. Fear disables a student from releasing their true potential on the world. So how can we, as educators, help our students to release their true potential? One way that Keating did it was by putting himself in positions where he could come off looking foolish or vulnerable or setting himself up for criticism he led by example and faced and fought the fear right there in front of his students so to recap one we are not just educators we are leaders and as leaders we must have vision two we set expectations that have to be reached up for not reached sideways or down for and three we can show students how to be fearless learners by being fearless educators we are not just teachers, we are students. We are not just coaches, we are participants in life. Engage in a way that can be reciprocated. Teach in a way that can be felt, not just heard. Thank you for joining me today. My name is Nate Hammond and this is Educate This. We've been sponsored by Training Provider Qualify Now. They're currently giving away a free TAE unit as a no-strings-attached, no-risk, try-before-you-buy opportunity. Check them out at qualifynow.com.au for more details.